And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is a little more on my background. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at birdiecreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on our website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so um, in honor of, I believe, our 45th episode, actually, I wanted to talk a little bit more about how I got into podcasting and kind of a little more about my history with performance and things like that, and uh, maybe that would be uh, interesting to you guys. So I think this all got started back when I listened to Gary V's podcast, um, the Gary V Audio Experience. He had a podcast that he did on August, uh, I believe it was August 17th, and his uh, his podcast on the 17th was from a keynote in Manila in the Philippines that he was giving on how the Asian markets are different. Now, the podcast was amazing, and it was just, I would strongly recommend all of you go listen to it. It was really encouraging, really exciting, um, and it kind of got me started on this podcasting. So I ended up listening to that podcast while I was stuck in traffic on the way to work because I-43 was closed. It was flooded, and I was heading down to NBF at the time. And I was listening to his podcast, which is an hour and a half long. By the end of that day, I had recorded my first podcast. I got to work, and over my lunch break, I recorded the podcast and published it, and that's how we got started. Next day, I came home, and I started doing it with my uh, my microphone, and eventually now I work from home, and I do this. So it was uh, that's kind of how we got started with the, the actual tangible why. Before that, right before that, I'd recorded a, an episode with um, on the Dream Think Do podcast with Mitch Matthews. Now, the funny thing is, actually, that podcast, I think, is going to go live this week, actually. Um, so I'll make sure that the second that I know that it's live, I will send you guys the link, and I will include that in all of our stories and everything. I'll make sure that it's nice and easily able to be found. But um, that's kind of how I saw him do it. I saw Mitch Matthews do it, and I thought to myself, you know what, I could probably do that. It wasn't my first time being on the radio, though. I'd actually been on the radio before during my first product launch when I launched my lights on Kickstarter in 2015. So at the time, I had been um, I'd been working on launching the company, and I'd been looking for ways to connect with people. And I actually had made a connection with a local uh, radio host, actually, for one of the shows. And I was able to get on his show, and we talked a little bit about the developing problem and the lights. And I thought it was an opportunity that was really cool to see how you do it technically and you know you're in the studio and they've got the microphones and you know you go live and then you're on the air and then you know in the middle of it they pause and then they go to commercial break and in the commercial breaks you're usually talking with them a little more about kind of what's coming up next and all that other stuff so I got a chance to kind of see the live um, the live action in that regard and I thought that was very cool but one of the things that I think you know in being able to see how the podcast was done with uh, Mitch Matthews and and listening to Gary Vee talk about how the podcast, how we should all have podcasts and how that was something that is going to be important in the future. It got me thinking about my style of podcasting. And this kind of happened accidentally. This was not like intentionally done, but I think it's more reflective of my personality than anything else. Um, I, I'm really honest on the podcast about what we're doing. The backgrounds, the behind the scenes, the challenges, the joys, the things that are working, the things that aren't, you know, and I think that that openness actually is 
kind of my attitude towards business in general. I think a lot of companies are working on they 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 feel like they've got to hide behind a, kind of a wall what they're doing, what they're working on, their strategies, their tactics, and I think that actually comes from a much more um, it's a more historical attitude towards business. Traditionally, that's how business was done, but I think the world of the internet has changed the way people think of business and the way businesses act and work. For me, I welcome competition. I think it's good. I think it'll make me better. I think that it will provide me with um, something to kind of think about, to work on. You know, if someone's out there and trying to, to copy what we do, they're, they're more than welcome to. Um, you, know, you know, someone could reverse engineer our designs. They could try to figure out where our suppliers are and our vendors are, and they could replace, I mean, they could copy us. But they can't copy my inspiration. They can't copy my goals. They can't copy what I'd like to achieve next. They can't necessarily know my product development process or my design. I mean, you can't copy me, right? So, I mean, you know, call it delusions of grandeur or whatever. I think that I, I have a lot of insight into how we could do things better. And I think that that goal of constant improvement and constant innovation will continue to put us ahead of any competition that could arise. On top of that, our attitude towards customer service and transparency, if nothing else, I think gives us a leg up in our, in our relationship with our people. And I'm hoping that we can develop more than just a, a good product. We can develop a good community. And I think that that goes beyond the the competition environment. I think that developing that good community is what leads to success, right? So I think open, honest transparency in the podcast is just kind of the default setting that I have towards business in general. You know, I think when you lo- you talk about how does someone do a podcast, I was I was talking with my good friend Mike about kind of how, you know, he asked, you know, do you have a script? Do you write it out? And not normally. I mean, sometimes, so I have my intro that I, I finally decided to write down in my outro, which I, I wrote down. My my brother Marcus um, <laughs> said I really needed to, to clean that up and to get that more specific because otherwise it sounds confusing and I repeat myself a lot if I didn't have that. So I wrote those down and I think that definitely helped. And I've kind of started to kind of work on creating the segments that you've heard, the the um, comments from Karen Sue and or corrections from Karen Sue and other things like that that have been these segments that I've been working on introducing. And those will usually have a little bit of a structure to them. But the kind of the bulk of the podcast, the how I do it is sometimes I'll write out a couple of bullet points, but for the most part, I'm just kind of working off the cuff. And that uh, that off the cuff actually was a skill that I've developed from my time in high school in theater. I was blessed in theater in, in high school to be part of an amazing theater program at Parker High School. If you ever get a chance to go see a Parker show um, directed by Jim Tropp and, and the music direction by Jan Knutson, it is an incredible experience. Uh, we did Phantom of the Opera. We spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on that show. We had professional lighting, professional costumes. It was everything was just the top of the line. And I think when you're exposed to theater at that level... And you're in it. I was Raul in that show, and I was uh, Miss. Uh, I was the engineer in Miss Saigon the next year. When you're exposed to that kind of theater, there's a, a certain level of excellence that's required, that's expected by the audience and by the people that are your other fellow performers, and you develop a skill that requires. You develop a skill, I should say, that is the ability to kind of work live. Live theater is unlike most other things in that you have one opportunity you're being very closely watched and you have to do it right and if you don't do it right you got to be really quick on your feet so i think that the live the live theater that i did helped me feel more comfortable speaking off the cuff coming up with kind of the, the overall topics and then just kind of letting it flow and i think that has actually served me well in my podcasting 
my podcasting time. I do hope in the future to continue to have more opportunities to practice my skill and to be in things. I was in theater all through college, and I think that was a great opportunity as well to practice that that off-the-cuff speaking and that um, that flow. And I'm hoping to continue to do that in the future some more. So if I am in any shows, I'll let you guys know. But I think when we talk about kind of some of the the goals of the company and kind of how I got started in my background a little bit more, the you can't forget my business school. I think that that's something that I don't want to forget. And as much as I picked on my business school at times and as much as while I was in it, I didn't appreciate it very much and I didn't think I was learning anything. When I look back on it now, I really do feel like business school was the right choice for me. One of my challenges that I've always kind of had to deal with was is my my lack of my lack of traditional theory. I I think that kind of the way it's always been done is a horrible, horrible defense for the reasons to do something. I think an idea has to stand on its own merit and the, the line, because it's the way we've always done it, is a disastrous attitude. So for me, it was good to be in business school because what it did is it showed me a little more of the behind the scenes of why you do things the way you do. Why do we use... Um, gap for accounting, the generally accepted accounting principles. Why do we use um, tracking systems for our inventory? Why does that matter? What is the last in, first out LIFO or first in, first out FIFO? Why did those matter? Like, I didn't understand kind of the why we do things the way we do them in business until I got into business school and kind of was able to see the walk through the progression and kind of how that those things have evolved, particularly with management theory. I think management theory was a very interesting topic for me because you look back and historically, the way management has been done has changed drastically and radically in a new world. So, you know, I think when you look at kind of my past and, and my history behind all of this, part of it has been because of inspiration from Gary Vee and, and the kind of the encouragement to take the leap. Part of it has been because of my exposure and experience in live theater and being on podcasts and that comfortability doing things kind of live, as it were. Um, I think that my business school actually really helped focus my understanding of why we do things from a traditional standpoint and kind of the history from behind all of that. So I think that those factors kind of gave me the, the tools, I should say, to podcast and to feel comfortable doing that. I would encourage everyone out there who's thinking about doing a podcast, do it. There's no right way or wrong way to do it. I mean, there are tactics to be better at it. There are ways to improve, but there's no right way to do it. Um, and I think that that's something that we should definitely keep in mind when we are working on starting something new. And actually, that leads in well to tomorrow's topic, which is going to be on getting it right. I'm going to talk more about that then, of course. Uh, so for today's use, it is the end of the month, and I'm going to kind of combine today's use and combine um, Dana Life segments today because they actually work well together. So it's the end of the month, or it's, I guess it's, it's, it's the start of the new month in October 1st. And so we are um, doing, I, I got to do the accounting books, get everything all sorted out and organized for October and kind of close the books on October or sorry, on September and getting those, all of those transactions clarified and, and organized. And I got to make my notes and I got to do all of those kind of organizational things. And then the books for October will be closed and we'll move on to, uh, or September, excuse me, I'm losing my mind. September will be closed and we'll move on to October. Usually what I've started to do now is I will take each of the months I have all of my records, of course, digitally. I keep track of them on various tracking sheets. But um, at the end of the month, when it's all said and done, and I've got all of that 
clarified, organized, and complete, I will print it off in a solid format. I will three-hole punch it, and then I'll put it in one of my binders, which usually I laser engrave with the date on it. And um, I'll put that on the shelf. That way, if for whatever reason I was to lose all of those sheets, they were to disappear, um, or for whatever reason there were to be some sort of issue with the books, I've got a paper copy stored in records for if the IRS ever audits me, or if I ever have to show my books to the bank, or whatever it needs to be, I'll have a physical, tangible copy of it stored in a nice, protected way. So that's kind of today's use and day in a life. That's what I'm going to be doing today, and I appreciate um, all of that. I think that's good to do. All right, so um, thanks, folks, for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic, which is getting it right, like I talked about. Don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get our latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to be available whenever possible, um, and I do appreciate your patience if I don't get back to you right away. Um, that being said, if you have any podcast topics you'd like to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you want. Uh, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason to ask about our bulk discounts, we do have those available. And finally, um, if you like the podcast, if you think that this has been a, a fun time and you get some value out of it, please go leave me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. It's It really does make a difference. It helps um, people who are looking to join our community feel comfortable doing so. It really makes a difference. So please go ahead, leave those five-star reviews. That really makes a difference for us. I can't help repeating myself about 12 times here, but um, thank you guys so much. Have a great day and goodbye.